1: welcome back we have another episode of IDP nation for you Daryl how are you
0: doing pretty good Dan how are you
1: pretty good uh, we we delayed recording a couple times uh, but so so we are recording tonight uh, we're actually doing a double header here which could go a little rough but we have off tomorrow both of us <laughs> so uh, IDP nation will drop on Monday and uh, the IDP dig the dig podcast will drop in a couple days we won't drop them back to back um can like that. you dig it, can you dig it? <laughs> from the warriors warriors come out to play
0: you have
1: to be pretty old to know that movie <laughs> so we just dated our audience here um but we did <laughs> yeah but it's a good movie if you ever want to check it out it's it's a bad 80s movie but it's still good (laughs) i
0: even the bad 80s movies are are great man 80s was a great time they were i look back on them and they were so great definitely
1: um so that being said uh you know a lot of uh, podcasts and things are are going into off-season mode um and a lot of things are going into off-season mode uh but rookie season is in full swing Definitely. And um, yes, you know, getting watching some of these guys, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, so what we're going to do on today's show is actually rewind a bit. And uh, this time last year, we were looking at these prospects getting ready for the 2019 NFL draft. And we did some all sorts of mock drafts and all this other stuff. Uh, looking back we did a mock draft before the draft so we had before we even knew where they landed just talent wise where they would go so we're gonna do a mock draft me and daryl here and our daryl and i and then we're gonna take a look back at what we uh me and some other people in the industry uh mocked and see how it lined up as an interesting exercise here and in the coming weeks i'm sure daryl and i will get together a mock draft maybe we can invite some people on to to mock with us or at least you know have them contribute in some way maybe we'll do the mock off draft and kind of go over the results uh on the pod uh to get you ready for maybe your league drafts before the nfl draft there are a few that do that none of mine do any of yours, Daryl?
0: Um, I'm trying to think. I know everybody's <laughs> going nuts over startups uh,
1: like crazy. Because
0: Actually, I've cut, well, I cut a couple leagues. I actually had a couple leagues that folded, which I wasn't complaining about. Uh, but I have picked up. A couple of leagues, and it's the campus to Canton top leagues. So oh. that's I've been So while I I vowed to cut out some, I did pick up those. I've picked up two there. So, two of them, but I've dropped like four.
1: With Eric, yeah, I picked up Eric, two
0: of those. Eric got you involved, one, in yeah, Eric has got one, and then a, a follower of mine, a fellow uh Nebraska Cornhusker fan. Um, fellow, he uh, you're, you're a Nebraska Cornhusker fan. Uh, yes, back in the day, uh, and still am, was a huge uh, Cornhusker fan, especially when Tom Osborne was there. So, so uh, how many teams do you follow
1: in, in college? Well, I Jesus count Christ. three now.
0: If, I swear to God, if you say Iowa, I will, I will, <laughs> I will drop my headphones right now and come to freaking Amish country. I s- uh, don't do it. We have too many podcasts to do for you to do that. So uh, you're lucky. Anyway, yes. I joined his league, but uh, like I said, I've dropped three or. four. No, I've dropped five, actually. So, uh, I guess counting the two I picked up, I've dropped three. And I'm probably going to pet a few more that's... I hate to say they're not up to par, but...
1: If they're not I like fun... Activity.
0: If it's not fun... Well, it's not that then... they're not fun. They just There's not a lot of activity as far well, as that's what I'm talking trades about. and stuff.
1: If it's not fun for you, then it's you might as well just leave and then... You know, I, I always feel guilt about leaving leagues, but then when I leave, I'm like, the league's better off because if it's right. it's dead league. The, the one league I left might just fold because a couple other <clears throat> people left. It was only a 10-team league, I think, to begin with. Um, uh-huh. It was because IDP only. Um, but I was like, there's no discussion in this league at all whatsoever. It's just plug your line. Right. It's a best ball, too, so it's not like even... Like there was a trade last year, and I think I made it with somebody with Josh, I think. And
0: uh, right, I just like it. a lot of activity, a lot of competitiveness, yeah. and and not that this league wasn't, but I mean, you don't you didn't see a lot of trades, you didn't see a lot of banter back and forth, and for me, that's that's as much as fun as anything as playing. So yeah. I cut a know. couple
1: salary cap leagues because that stuff is just way too complicated for me.
0: Yeah, I don't have many of those. I think I have maybe one or two, maybe maybe three. Yeah. Um, Just to keep kind of... I like to have a variety, so I like to kind of keep that... at least one or two of those in so I can just kind of stay up to date and see where the value is and compare it to everything else. Yeah. I think it helps you a lot if you can have a good mix or variety of different type of leagues. Well, I, I, I kept
1: the leagues. Um, <clears throat> I kept a couple of the salary cap leagues. It's just I had too many of them, and it was just getting to the point where I did not have enough time to devote to it. And it's um, unfortunate because I I liked the leagues, and I was building the one team I was building from basically nothing, which I enjoyed. But it it was just too complicated. I ended up messing a few things up because I, I didn't have the time to devote to it. And it's really, you know, maybe it's best if you just leave the league so that somebody that can give that time. Um, and while we're at it here, if you're interested in a, uh, I think it's an oligarchy league is how it's described. Um, it's it's very in depth. Um, Ryan Early, I think, is his name. Um, he runs these leagues, and they are very in depth. He was asking me if if. Um, I wanted to join, and I explained to him. I said, "If it's an in-depth league with salary cap and all this stuff," and he's like, "Yes, it's very, very in-depth." I said, "I don't want to say yes and then be a terrible owner," because so um, I, I declined. Right. But uh, if anybody is interested, you can hit him up. Uh, I don't have—I'll get his Twitter handle um, here in a minute. I think I can look it up real quick. Um, it's at Ryan A. Early. So it's it's very simple um I, I believe he is yeah um he he was is all about the IDP um, and he's a very good um IDP owner he did one of our uh, what's it called eliminators this past year which by the way we will be getting the eliminators up and rolling uh, yes they did so not until after the NFL draft, uh, but we will definitely try to do that. And my goal is to try to fill a few more of them. Um, I know we did three. Maybe I'll branch out into some offense-only ones just to kind of help raise money for the charity aspect of it uh, because, again, we are trying to do that. Uh, but before we get into today's topics yep. and things, I know we've been already been talking for like 10 minutes, but... <laughs> some personal news uh, I have signed on with the IDP guys to uh, be an IDP contributor to uh, I think do some rookie rankings and also uh, get some writing done eventually um, I think they've they've talked about this magazine that's coming out that's kind of conglomerate of a lot of different sites that are working on it uh, you are working on it as well Daryl And, um, yes, yes, I am. So I've kind of stepped away from writing for a little bit and, um, I'm going to write on this magazine and then I'm going to contribute, uh, once the magazine is up. Uh, but yes, I have signed on with the IDP guys. So we will be, of course, uh, we, have had a good relationship with them for, uh, the podcast and the website for a number of years now. And, um, yep. I was looking to unload some some stressful aspects of things, so um, going for stress-free, <laughs> just being a cog in the machine, so to speak. Um, and you know, no, not that I, I wanted to leave. I'm glad Darryl, you lost some of
0: the stress, but uh, you picked it up, it seems like. I'm glad you lost some of the stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a little bit. Uh, glad you lost some of the stress, but. Uh... I'm glad to see that you're entertaining the idea of riding again because I yes. think you're a good rider. So, Thank uh, you. uh, definitely, uh, was glad. And, and you couldn't land it with a better group than the IDP guys. I mean, like you said, we've known them for a while. We've had them on our show. We've been on their shows. Um, we still talk in the back channels and chats and stuff. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good op- opportunity to you and a good, uh, good opportunity for you and a good landing spot. So, uh, Yeah, Uh, you know if you're gonna land somewhere that's as good as you can right there yeah and we have
1: some other things in the works it's gonna be down the road a little bit but uh some interesting things that will be good for um us as well so i don't want to get into well there are no details right now just some things being kicked around so uh when we have announcements to make we will make announcements um some exciting things uh that we have been definitely um kicking around the idea on and want to make sure it's set up correctly before we make any announcements on but this uh magazine conglomerate here that we are working on um we did we at dff decided not to do an idp only rookie guide uh so so we decided to join forces uh, with some other people interested in making a rookie guide. And this is actually going to be a physical magazine. I believe it is going to be available digitally as well, but I believe that. It's going to that. be an actual like in the mail magazine, which is kind of cool. Cause I could say I'm a published yeah. magazine writer.
0: Exactly. After all those years and I still have a, a bookshelf over here of, uh, tons of magazines and and I don't know about you Dan but while most of those are out of date by the time they hit the shelves or whatever they are they are also,
1: they all are I, I still
0: you know I still buy them because there's still well at least the ones that I buy there's a few like Fancy Football Index mm. love that magazine love that magazine um there's just some stuff in there that I can't find anywhere else and i like it i buy it every year and uh i I have them going all the way back to the uh late 90s and uh, i'm just not going to get rid of them so yeah i'm kind of like you to be in a published physical magazine that's uh uh i like that because that's just something i've always kind of dreamed of you know I know.
1: i mean we we you could argue that you could print out our pdf that we made and that's a you know you could make yeah, that a magazine but it's, it's not that's a
0: little different than going to the store and pulling one off the shelf and yeah or what have you so yeah I, this is a I, it's big for me and i know it is you too so
1: yeah and um also um i, I believe i was on um uh no maybe not uh but also walton sperling <laughs> has joined the idp guys i think i'm getting him confused with somebody else um has joined <laughs> and um you know they're they have a growing um, idp
0: guys are growing man they yeah
1: growing um very much so uh not only just I, I think the idea is you know and they've been only been around for i think two years like really it's a, it's a website and entity so um last year yeah, they they've absorbed, not been around too long well Quick we I update guess, here
0: you uh i guess we now uh we ends up twenty eight eighteen yeah um,
1: no, I need a field goal.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry. Yeah, uh,
0: they're the, up 28-18 the... with uh, seven minutes left, so. <laughs> oh, that's plenty of time.
1: Come on, Battle Hawks. Get me within eight. Yeah. That's all I ask. You you don't have to win. <laughs> Just get me within eight. Our
0: listeners are going to think our cr- we're crazy.
1: <laughs> well, yes, because this is in live time, and, and then, you know tomorrow morning when they're listening to this they'll be like what are they talking about but it's XFL <laughs> betting really be that we like, got hell? going on here <laughs> um yeah i bet the battlehawks plus 8 so um the You're first good.
0: i think they'll come back in uh, the, the first leg so of we'll be
1: my right. uh, bet worked out i picked the um who won today the dallas dallas was a minus oh, wow. Alex. minus six and a half and they won by seven so they helped me out there but but anyway uh, we at the IDP guys uh, you know they last year they they absorbed um, the f3 pod and, and other things that they have so it's not just an IDP um, website anymore it's kind of a you know all all, all shapes and sizes kind of website i'm doing a terrible job of plugging that right now by the way but it's been a long day (laughs) been a long day been a good day um to to try to but like you said you know i'd gotten away from writing uh just too much going on in in life in general and looking to be able to slow down a bit and um, uh right you know I wanted to definitely keep podcasting and writing was kind of one of those things that kind of, I like doing it. Yeah. I'm not looking out
0: for podcasting. That just ain't happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, if I had to pick one thing, like if I was given an ultimatum that I need to pick one thing, then I'd stick with the podcast. But um, writing is something I enjoy. And when I have time to do it, it's, it's, is something I'm passionate about. And a lot of the research that I put into it helps me, um, with everything fantasy. And it's, it's even if you just dive a little bit deep into stats and things, um, it it helps you become a better IDP player. Right. So getting back to this week's episode. Um, so, um, (laughs) so obviously we're now a uh, split home here so give, give us equal time over at dff yeah. and at the idp guys um so
0: no haters here we'll we'll push both so. yeah yeah
1: get a subscription to both and you'll be plenty happy
0: yeah um anyways you won't need to go anywhere else if you get subscriptions to both so
1: that's true you'll you get everything you need <laughs> Anyway, we got yep. some
0: good news everyone.
1: Kinda good news. There's no injury news in the off season. I mean, so it it Yeah. It can't um, be terrible news. So what's the news going on today? Or this week?
0: I no, guess. we've got some we'll we'll jump right into very good news for us IDP players. The NFL reinstated Browns defensive end Miles Garrett. Um It appears that he's going to be ready for week one. Um, There's some, if you've been following this on uh, social media and some of the fantasy sites or football sites, there's a, I guess it's now going into a legality thing between him and uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. Uh, Because they both say, are standing behind, you know, when Garrett says he said the N word, Rudolph mm-hmm. says he didn't. So now there's getting lawyers involved. So, but, and I don't really care about all that. I'm just, you know, for us IDP guys, uh, getting Miles Garrett back on the field is a huge, huge uh, plus. Uh, yeah. Probably going to lead the league or being among the league leaders in sacks and stuff like that. I mean, he, he's just a great player, uh, and it's good to see him uh, back on the yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, what he did was horrific, and uh, you know, you'd put it right up there with yes. some of the horrific things you've seen, uh, like Vantes Berfect, uh, and Dominican Sue, just doing things that are. But this kind of took it to a whole new level to to swing a helmet at somebody. It did. Like, I you mean, know, stomping on somebody—it's dirty he as would... hell, but. But yeah, taking somebody's helmet and trying to—I mean, he's it at lucky that head...
0: he missed <laughs> yeah
1: yeah or yeah he's lucky he didn't
0: crack i mean if he hit him that way that had been ooh. Yeah,
1: if he hit him square he could have killed him possibly i mean
0: yeah i mean would have seriously
1: been injured him so i mean i think he missed like eight games i think it was or more than that 10 games something around there
0: i think that's right
1: Uh, i mean if you look at the other i would
0: say it was between eight and ten i'm not exactly sure yeah i forget what week it
1: happened Uh, he didn't play after that week
0: i know that um no he didn't
1: but i mean i think he still goes up there as one of my top three defensive ends i haven't really looked at rankings uh for 2020 yet i kind of tend to do that um after free agency because i want to see where these people end up um what teams they end up on scheme changes you know we got a lot to take into consideration right. that's why uh, i think it's it's um it's good to have fluid rankings and to have a set of here's where i stand right now rankings uh but i think you have to revamp them every few months to kind of you know i think in season things change from week to week it depends on how you're looking at things um i i'm more of a dynasty player I'm constantly
0: so. quick in mine so during
1: the, yeah, but unless, like, unless something drastic happens, like somebody loses their job, there really shouldn't be, to your dynasty rankings, that big of a wiggle. You know, people moving up, I guess, and some people creeping down, I guess, but yeah. dynasty rankings, you really shouldn't be changing on a whim. You understand what I'm saying? trying to say yeah, like, no. like, uh, there's I a difference there's
0: some things go ahead
1: there's a difference between your redraft rankings which can be drastically different than your dynasty rankings right because if you told me if you told me last year you know oh i dropped miles garrett out of my rankings for re- redraft sure but i still still want him on my team as a top three defensive end, so I would not really have dropped him out of my dynasty rankings last year. He would still be like one or two. Yeah, me either. I mean obviously obviously the the threat of him being suspended further was still there, but I'd still wouldn't really move him much. But
0: Yeah, I mean re- you're right. Redraft I'm probably drink I'm probably uh Dropping him quite a bit, yeah. um, But in dynasty, with the uncertainty until now, you know, you you kind of moved him down just a little bit. But now that he's back, I think you can just put him back where you think he is. Football wise, you don't have to really worry about off the field stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I th- I, at least for me, that's where I'm at. I'm putting him where I think he should be. I don't think he's the overall number one because uh, I just – right now that's Daniil Hunter. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's back in the conversation because he's back on the field. And yeah. that's, that's the thing. You've said it a million times. Availability is your best ability. Absolutely whether it's an injury or off the field issue or whatever, mm. if you're not on the field, you're no good to nobody, even in fantasy. So Yeah. He's stated. So uh, um you know, you can plug him back in your lineups and your rosters and, and treat him accordingly. Because he's still one of probably the top five defensive in the league. So, all right, enough about him. What's next? What's um up next? We have the Chargers. Our Chargers the rail extension said, the huge huge I don't know how you feel but I'm loving that
1: I didn't hear a word you said you were breaking up who got the extension I just said uh, again you're breaking up your mm-hmm. you're, you're crappy hear internet strikes again yes I can uh, hear Chuck you now Clark for the race three years okay I thought you said chargers that's why I'm like who are you talking about Yes, Chuck I Clark. Uh, I don't know why, because everything seems fine. I don't know, but anyway, Chuck Clark gets well, a three-year extension. See, see, there you go. Uh, Chuck Clark gets it's the, the extension. Raiders, Chuck
0: Clark, three years, sixteen million.
1: And in a corresponding move, they cut. They're going to yep. cut Tony Jefferson. They, I don't think they've done it yet, because I think about the uh, the clock or the you know the deadlines for these things they they intend to cut him i'm not sure if he's actually physically cut right as of right now but uh that makes sense they saved some money chuck clark played well i think that defense played well right with clark instead of jefferson i don't think it played worse when jefferson was in there if that makes sense but if you can get a cheaper guy to do the job that's the nfl business for you so right now they have the availability Absolutely. to pursue some edge rushers, which I think they need badly. Um, yes, they because do. Because Matt Judon is not is not going to get it done by himself. I think they need somebody else.
0: Yeah, they need some more pieces, definitely.
1: Yeah. So what else
0: we got? Uh, linebacker Shaq Barrett says uh, he's willing to give the Bucks. A hometown discount. Who's his agent? Uh, says he, you know, he likes his. Oh man, I don't remember who his agent is, but he says he likes how he fits in Tampa's scheme. Uh, I'd have to go back and look and see who his agent is. I'm not real sure. I but, know the answer. You I know, was like, I think you. that makes sense. It's
1: Drew Rosenhaus, and it's there's no way. And <laughs> there's no way in hell Drew Rosenhaus is letting him take a hometown discount. No way in hell. Drew Rosenhaus is going to leave money on the table. He's going to it's say, my client, going other got side, me my, nine, my client got 19 and a half sacks for you last year. You're going to pay him like a 19 and a half sack guy.
0: True. Uh, but I don't think he's going to break the bank.
1: They're, they're going to have to pony up some money for him. Unless they, they are, unless they're going they, to have to pony up. Unless they tie him up for like five years, they might be able to get him for less money. But Drew Rosenhaus isn't going to let him get off cheap. I, I agree, because he he is the <laughs> right. he is not the guy that's that lets teams off easy. I'll just give you that. No, he does
0: not. He does not. Yes. Anything else? And yeah, one last piece of news. Um, safety Eric Whittle retired after 13 seasons. Yes, he did. Uh, played for the Chargers, Ravens, and Rams. Uh, he had 1,154 tackles, 881 solo, 14 for a loss, nine and a half sacks, 29 interceptions, 100 pass deflections, four touchdowns, eight forced fumbles, and five fumble recoveries. Uh, a really good career. For all the teams he played for, yeah, do you think oh, he's man. a Hall of Famer?
1: Uh, I, I don't think he is. Although I think he'll he might he might be on on a ballot. I don't think
0: he's he'll be, be on the, the ballot. One. But do you think he makes it in? Definitely not first year. Like,
1: third year, fourth year, he might get in. Depends on who else is on the ballot, too, a lot of these times. I I think he was a really, really good player. I don't know. Hall of Fame, to me, should be a head and shoulders above.
0: Would you vote him in? I don't
1: have a vote. I'd have to see who else is there.
0: Like, No, I'm not saying you have a vote. I'm just saying... You keep up with this, everybody does. If you were a voter and you had a vote, would you vote him? I'm not saying first time, but do you? Would you eventually vote him into to the Hall of Fame on your ballot? Would you sign him up as the Hall of fame
1: I don't think so. I look at because <laughs> I look at guys that are in, like Ed Reed. I'm with you. I don't. I don't think I would either. Ed Reed, head and shoulders. Above, definite Hall of Famer Eric Weddle, definitely Hall of Famer. Yes, he has the Super Bowls. He has absolutely. He has the the knack for playmaking. Eric Weddle was a solid, really, really good NFL player. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer though. There's there's tons of solid NFL players that you. don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame just because Hall of Fame should be the tippy top best. And I don't think you can put Eric Weddle in the tippy-top best. He's very, very good. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm just... We're so quick to crown people Hall of Famers, I think, nowadays. Everybody's a Hall of Famer because they they vote so many people in, it seems like. I like to keep that Hall sacred and small. You start letting, you know... It should be elite. It should be. You know, all pro game. The, the the Pro Bowl is for very think,
0: very good players. <laughs> but, you know what? The Pro Bowl I don't even consider. I I've, I've I'm saying getting that all pro that, status. Not saying they're just getting the
1: all pro yeah. status is one thing. Being a Hall of Famer is eliteness. Like every year, all pro, you're head and shoulders above the rest right. of the year teams i don't think weddell was ever all pro for that long because he had guys like troy palomalo and ed reed in front of him for most of his career yeah
0: i'm kind of weird
1: i look at both of those guys as hall of famers and it might be the knock that he never got a super bowl although did he uh... did he get a super bowl with baltimore was he around for that one or no
0: Yeah, I I would agree with you. All right. Is that all you have? Oh, man. You know, I don't... It is, it is. Oh, and a quick update. Houston, 28. St. Louis, 24. With a minute 36 left. Just hold. Just hold.
1: (laughs) Uh, So anyway, one more piece of news.
0: Turn down the what?
1: Daryl didn't want to report this, but J.J. Watt got that's married right. on Saturday. His hatred for the Texans. I hate you. Uh, he didn't want to report roll that J.J. Watt got married. Real tight on this. I didn't even know he was engaged, so uh, that's kind of a surprise to me. Not that I really keep interest in tabs into roll, roll professional on players.
0: Real
1: Uh But his wife apparently played for the U.S. national uh, women's uh, soccer team, I believe. It was. If I'm not mistaken, if that's what uh I don't know, maybe I misread that she was some kind of national sports. Uh, uh, actually, the, yeah, I think it was soccer, the national women's soccer team. I think it was. Yeah, so, what's these NFL players marrying soccer players? You know, Zach Ertz.
0: And- um, touching up on six-time. Pro- right, right, right. Uh, Eric Whittle, six Pro Bowls, mm-hmm. two All Pros. It's
1: not Hall of Fame to me. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Eric Weddle. You yeah. had a very nice career, very good, yeah. solid I mean, career, had... but I don't think that's Hall of Fame.
0: Anyways, let's. Yeah, he led the league in interceptions once. So I, I'm with you. I don't. I think he's a really good player, but not quite Hall of Fame caliber. All right. It's going to take us a while to do this. Uh, so we,
1: we decided to take a look back at the twenty nineteen draft class uh, that we analyzed to death for about three months uh, from like you know March through to like the end of May, and uh, kind of do a redo, a draft redo. I know you've heard some of these maybe on some offensive podcasts redoing the draft. Uh, we're gonna do one for the defensive side of the ball, just defense, no offense involved, just defense. We- and then we're going to compare it. I have a couple of these mocks that we did with some friends in the in the industry. Some not in the industry. Some just IDP uh, fanatics. And we'll take a look at where these things kind of fell into place. Uh, so I decided to I get the first pick just randomly. And then we're going to alternate picks. Boy, here we go. Argue. So I'm going to take the eventual, um, and I really thought about doing something different here just to to. Just to Just be different, but I know the, the Niners fans out there would revolt if I didn't take Nick Bosa number one overall. So Nick Bosa, the Bosa brothers. I knew you would let Bosa fall to three probably because your hatred for the Bosas so I probably could have had him (laughs) at 3 regardless Um, I want to hear who you have to take and it might actually influence who I have to take, so I'm not going to say anything else Uh, who are you taking it to? (laughs) hello oh man, you're frozen again you elsa over there
0: I had lost my mind i was crazy i'm here i'm here
1: okay you were frozen for a minute so who's your second pick here
0: jesus i'm here who is your pick can you hear me
1: yes i can hear you who's
0: your pick I don't know what's going on. It's shitty internet, but ah, I hear you. I guess so, is. like I said, uh, a year ago, year ago, you call me crazy if I do this, but I'm going to take Max Crosby at number <laughs> three. <two. laughs>
1: Excuse me. I didn't mean to cough into the microphone like that. Uh, that's who I thought about taking at one just because I had a feeling you hate Nick Bosa so much that you wouldn't take him uh I, I i considered it we talked about this when we talked about the defensive rookie of the year award um crosby actually kind of outperformed <laughs> nick Bosa, so um, I, I don't mind it um i think it's a solid number two pick we did. I, I think we did and i'm gonna end up getting kind of a we layup did. here and, you know it wasn't
0: for that one big game
1: Well, I wouldn't say that because Crosby had one big game too. (laughs) So they both had, you know, steep inclines and some some low games.
0: Well, that's that's true. That's true.
1: Um, But Crosby didn't even really get a chance until you know four or five weeks into the season. So you know, take that for what it's worth. I think both of those are solid picks in your IDP leagues. You'll be happy with either one max crosby though was the value pick of the century i think (laughs) for the the decade we'll say since it's a new decade now um just because he came out of nowhere he was like a fifth round sixth round pick yeah uh, it was it was pretty amazing how he valued out um looks like daryl's not frozen so i'll pick and then he can go i'm gonna take um the guy who a lot of people had at number two before uh devin bush and i think devin bush going forward will be fine i think he ran into a rookie wall and ran into a pittsburgh team that stopped using him as much which troubles me a little bit but he's better than anybody on that team at least linebacker i mean inside linebacker wise So I think he'll be fine. Who you got at four?
0: Uh, Yeah, I agree with you on Devin Bush. A lot of people took him early. I was one of those that did. Uh, Still believe in him. Think he hit the rookie wall, so I kind of agree with you on that. Uh, So at number four, I'm going to... I'm going to follow you right up, and I'm going to take Devin White. He got off to a bit of a slow start, was a little bit injured, but when he got healthy and was on the field down the stretch, he was making some huge plays for them. Um, So I'm going to take Devin White of the Tampa Bay Bucks.
1: Yeah, and I thought about White just because, you know, average per game, he actually did a little better than Devin Bush. Uh, He missed three games was a big part of the reason why he wasn't higher in scoring. Um, but I don't think you can still go wrong with either of the Devons, but I don't think they'd be as high as, as Bosa or Crosby if you were having a draft right
0: now. I don't either. I I think, you know, I look back at some of, you know, last year I did a, um, a rookie draft average where everybody was sending me their rookie drafts. And I was doing this composite and Bush and white were one and two the whole way. Uh, Bosa And Oliver were like three and four. I think if you redo that now, Bush and White might fall to three and four. So uh, they failed just a little bit. But, yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh,
1: So I think next, uh, I'm kind of torn. But I'm going to go with another defensive end. I'm going to go with Josh Allen here. Nice. Allen had a good season. He didn't have a great season. I think that's why he kind of gets overlooked a little bit. He had a steady season um he he was just behind uh crosby and um he had uh 10 sacks he had double digit sacks so
0: he yeah he led the rookies in sacks
1: okay um so but yeah he didn't really contribute a whole lot in the tackle department he had 29 tackles total um or 29 solos 11 assists so if he wasn't getting you a sack he wasn't getting you much at all um but yeah i think he has a the ceiling is there and i think you know Ngakwe may be maybe gone class campbell's yep. getting older he's going to be the man there yep um so i think and i think jacksonville is going to continue to try to build that defense up so who do you got at six
0: uh, I really wanted Josh Allen at six, but you took him. Thank you. Um, with him off the board, I'm kind of torn. Yeah, I think there's but a big drop off point. Uh, yeah, yeah I think file. there is too. I, I would agree with that. There's kind of a drop off, at least a tier. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna take safety Taylor Rapp for the Rams. Um, john johnson was the guy there to start the season and i always felt that if rat could get the if he could get the situation he was going to be the guy and for him luckily johnson got hurt missed the rest of the season and rap stepped in and just he was a straight baller for the rest of the season um rat made uh retire basically Yes, yeah, so I think next year for the Rams, I think you're going to see a lot of John Johnson and Taylor Rapp. That's yeah. going to be their safeties. And that's probably going to be, in my opinion, one of Strength the best 13. safety combos in the league. So,
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, mean, I at least think,
0: near the top, I think.
1: I mean, I think in a lot of the other combos, you have a really elite guy and then you have somebody that's, that's okay. These two exactly. might be the closest in talent.
0: Yeah, it seems like all teams have a well, not all teams, but most teams have a dominant yeah. safety, and then the other ones kind of a more of a role player, yeah. complementary piece. But mm-hmm. you know, with Rap and uh, John Johnson, that's 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 hard to beat. It really is. So yeah. uh, you're up at number
1: seven. At seven, I'm gonna keep the safety train going. I'm gonna do Juan Thornhill. Um, nice. I think if he didn't get hurt, he he would have been a big part of that playoff run. It's miraculous that the Chiefs were able to do what they did throughout the playoffs defensively, um, even without Thornhill. And I think they would have been even more solid. You know, it's hard to believe that a Super Bowl-winning team can, can get a big piece like that back and right. uh, be even better. Uh, Thornhill probably was a first-round pick. I don't know that he was this high. Um, we'll take a look at that in a few minutes, though. How about your number eight pick?
0: I agree with you on Thornhill. They just lost Eric Berry mm-hmm. due to some um, personal cancer stuff and stuff like that, and he just wasn't on the field for them. So what do you do? You go you go draft a safety, and they got lucky and hit a home run with Thornhill. Um, putting him with Tyron Matthew. That may be the top safety group, so I agree with you on that. Well, you can't at have at num- eight. I already took them at seven,
1: so here you got it. Yeah.
0: At number eight, I'm going to take... Stalling. Ooh, was... You were stalling. See, I'm kind of... No, I'm kind of torn here. At number eight, I'm going to take Cole Holcomb, Holcomb, linebacker for the Redskins. Um, Good.
1: You left me with the guy I wanted.
0: <laughs> with all the issues they had at linebacker and ineffectiveness... Um, He stepped right in day one and didn't look back. I mean, he was a tackling machine for him. He had some clunkers along the way, but overall he was one of the better linebackers they had all season. And um, I think with the pieces they have around him in Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Kerrigan and those guys, you've got got the safety uh, uh, Collins behind him. All he has to do is play, so I'm going to take him there.
1: Yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't really thinking of him, but I was debating between Thornhill and my next pick, which is going to be Mac Wilson. Mm. And there was a high debate last year between Mac Wilson and Sione Takitaki, and I, I was a, kind of on the Takitaki train. Um, they didn't give him any opportunities to play, really. Nope. And I thought with... Um, Kirksey going down, talky talky would get the first run. Right. Seeing as though he was picked first. <laughs> right. Um, so Mac Wilson pretty much played once Kirksey went out and, and he and Schobert kind of played together. Uh, Schobert's contract situation is, is fuzzy. So it could be Mac Wilson's defense. Um,
0: could be, could be,
1: could be, I, I think Schobert will re will work out a deal there. But, um, but, yeah, Mac Wilson uh, impressed once he got a chance to play. Um, he, he had some clunkers like, like Holcomb did, but uh, I think overall he, he showed that he's an Alabama linebacker. Right. So who do you have at 10?
0: Uh, so at 10, um, I really liked Wilson. He was one of the two I were trying to decide at number 10. So since you took him, I'm going to take Montez Sweat. I'm going to go right back to the Redskins. Um, with uh, Riverboat Ron Rivera in town, who they've basically employed a 4-3 when he was in in Carolina. If they do that in Washington, I think maybe Montez Sweat becomes a defensive end, and if that's the case, his value goes way up. Uh, He was uh, one of their top sack leaders um, as an outside linebacker, and he's got youth on his side. I think he's the guy you want to own there because Kerrigan's getting a little old and long in tooth but they have a lot of young pieces Like just like I mentioned with Holcomb you've got Payne, you've got Holcomb, you've got uh, Jonathan Allen uh, you've got uh, Collins behind him at safety so yeah I'm going to go ahead and take Sweat at 10. You're up at number 11. And I'm going to surprise
1: you because this isn't really based off of this year's production but I see going forward uh, I'm going to take Brian Burns and um, I'm going to take that just because I, I think and Carolina fan might not want to hear this but the second half of the year I think a lot of that team gave up Right. Um, and, and they, they're bringing in a new system um, they're going to probably be a 4-3 according to what I can tell um, which means Burns will stay on the line as a defensive end he had a really hot start to the season and then after the bye week uh he was almost not there it seemed like so i think he may have hit a rookie wall uh may have been dealing with some injuries but um i really think that he has the talent in the league to get to the quarterback and i think he will do nothing but grow in in that carolina uh, scheme you know they're they're now without luke keekley they're looking for leaders to step up on this team I think burns could be one of those um did not score maybe as well as a lot of players that are ahead of him you know if you look at your scoring but I think going forward he would still be somebody I'd be targeting
0: nice nice so
1: and I may have reached
0: no i I like the pick I mean I do I mean there's um you know Many people know that I wasn't one of his biggest fans, but he did a little better than I expected. Um, It'll be interesting to see with Matt Rule being the new head coach there in uh, Carolina, sorry, excuse me, with him being the new head coach there, what type of scheme they use and how they use Brian Burns. So, yeah, I like it. And and I'm like you, I think down the stretch Burns played better and better each week. So uh, I like that pick.
1: You're up. Last pick of the first round. Oh man.
0: Brush okay, it. so number twelve. I'm I'm I know you're gonna absolutely hate this. It's a corner. <laughs> uh I'm gonna take cornerback Byron Murphy of the Arizona Cardinals. And before you bash me I don't hate the pick. You know what? if you're in a league that doesn't play corners specifically, then take this guy off your board. Yeah. Uh, I, I get that. You know, I'm not totally stupid on that, but you, you can take him. But if you play in position uh, specific position leagues, Byron Murphy, I was high on him last year, but I tell you, he exceeded my expectations. Uh, and I think once Patrick Peterson come back after that six-game suspension, a lot of people thought his value would drop. I thought it would go up. I, well, there was a lot of people said, well, Patrick Peterson's the number one corner there. True. You're, you're exactly right. But I'm with you, Dan. I thought his value would go up, and it did. I mean, he was a baller down the stretch because teams just did not want to mess with Patrick Peterson. Well, and, Murphy you know, is a M- solid tackler. He is. He's one of the best tackling corners you'll find, and um, that's a big positive with me. I mean, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there, and I think what he done last year as a rookie at being a corner was freaking huge. I mean, he had sixty six tackles last year, and uh, only twelve of them were assisted. Yeah. So that means he had fifty four solo tackles, three for a loss. He had the interception. He had 10 pass breakups. I mean, what more could you want from a corner? And, uh, you know, while most people stream corners and whatnot, and I get that, that's a good strategy. There are these few corners that are worth owning and worth starting every week. And I think Byron Murphy's one of them. Because what's these teams going to do? He's going to get better. But do you pick on Patrick Peterson or do you pick on Byron Murphy? I think most teams are going to look at Byron Murphy and at least for the next couple years, I think he's going to be the guy they pick on and uh, he's going to put up big numbers because he has enough talent. He can be that good. So, yeah, I mean, looking at some of his games, five tackles, eight or uh, seven tackles, nine tackles, seven tackles, six tackles. There's not many games where he had five or less tackles and that's what you want. And like you mentioned, he's not afraid to come up and tackle on the running game. So, I'll take him there at 12.
1: I'm not taking a corner until the last round.
0: Of course not, you hater.
1: Seventh round of my rookie draft, I'll take a corner. You're, and that's where I took Byron Murphy a lot of times is seventh round of my rookie draft. I you may know have what? taken I, him a little earlier in a
0: couple of them. Um, you know, I got him late as well. But yeah. just because Nobody in takes my drafts, I kind of looked at, okay, where's he falling? And I just kept watching and watching. And he'd yeah. fall to me, and I took him late. But uh, – yeah, I agree with you. All right.
1: So I'm going to get one of the. See, I reached on Burns a bit, but I think I'm going to get one of the best value picks. And I say this, his his situation this year is a little cloudy because he got to play some stud snaps because Quan Alexander Torres. Damn you! It. Damn you! So it, it's going to be Dre Greenlaw uh, from the Assholes.
0: Niners. Damn it. <laughs>
1: anyway uh but drake greenlaw even when alexander came back in the playoffs they they couldn't keep him off the field he's gonna find ways to to play now when the niners aren't in base four three formations it's gonna be who comes off the field is it gonna be Quan alexander who they paid a ton of money to i wouldn't be surprised to see the 49ers try to get out of that contract this year or Ooh, I think I seen because I, tra- I think Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner are the future there at that linebacker crew. And, and I do too, the time- and I can't
0: remember what I seen, but I think 2021 is really well. That's where the 49ers can let Quan go. I, I can't remember. It's something to do with the cap number, but yeah. I think 2021 is the spot. So, but
1: if you followed Quan Alexander's career, it's inevitable that he's going to get hurt. Right. And then Dre Greenlaw will pick up his snap. So the first few weeks, Dre Greenlaw might not be a good play, but once Alexander's out, he'll pick up the, the slack. Uh, and, and it hurts me to say, but Greenlaw made some of the biggest plays that burnt the Seahawks this year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, two, two big plays that I think I can remember off the top of my head that he made. Um, I think because he got that interception from Wilson. And he also got that goal line tackle that prevented um, that prevented Hollister from getting in and getting the, the three seed instead of the Which might have turned out worse for the Seahawks. I don't know. I think it would have been worse for the Niners to have to play while, <laughs> our weekend. But uh, but yeah, uh, Dre Greenlaw's the pick at two oh one. Who do you got at two oh two?
0: I wanted Greenlaw, you dirty rotten oh, oh. Hey, H- Charlie called me an a-hole. Come on, <laughs> relax, well, relax. Uh, I hate being snipped like that. You don't. You I don't even it. get this on your team. So I know, but it's it's not. That's not the point. But uh, agree with you on the pick, though. I'm going to go with one that <laughs> I think most people would have had in their top five to seven rookies. I'm going to go ahead and take. Kalan Farrell,
1: yeah. the other
0: defensive end for Oakland. Um nobody would have had Max Crosby ahead of him.
1: Nobody, um, yes, you're right.
0: Yeah, nobody. Actually,
1: I mean... I'm sorry. There there's one person.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: You know who it's good you know who it would be too, don't you?
0: Well yeah, I do.
1: Dingus would have had Max Crosby ahead of Clayton Farrell.
0: I do. But uh, overall, most people had Kalan Farrell as a top pick. Of course, the Raiders did. They took him at number four, yeah. um, which I thought was a little high. I really did. But I thought he was one of the safer picks, one of the better picks of the draft. Um, I kind of think he he received so much attention, I think it kind of took him out of it. And then he kind of hit a rookie wall. And then with Max Crosby having so much success, uh, it just kinda took away from him. I think he's gonna get better.
1: He, and with Max Crosby
0: year. being that bookend, I think those yeah. two are gonna be very formidable. He's a second um, year
1: player at this point. I, I mean we can we can pump the brakes a little bit. Right. Like don't he's not a bust.
0: Right. No, he's not a bust. Uh, just, I just think people expected more they did early on. And I did. I kinda did too. But I think you know, it happens with rookies. Rookies are really hard to predict, and uh, but I think he's going to be fine. I think yeah. year two you're going to see a better version of him, and that's only going to help him and Max Crosby. And I those two as bookends for the Raiders. That's going to be something to watch.
1: Yeah, really, one of the things you have to pay attention to in 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 fantasy football is if you're relying on any of these rookies year one, you're hurting. You're you're yep. not going to be a yep. championship team unless these guys unless you know they have a, a top season. And even if you look at the top rookies that we just talked about, they weren't the top in sacks. Like they had good seasons, they weren't great seasons. This isn't their their ceiling for most of these I, guys,
0: right? I think with rookies, you order it. Your best expectation is an average season. Yeah. No matter the position, no matter the team, no matter the role. Your best expectation for any rookie is average. Yep. If you get something more than that, you win. And I think that's where you got to be with the, with rookies. So.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go at pick number 203 with uh, Chase Winovich. Uh, God, I hate you. I think his, like we talked about, he had a couple okay games, and his ceiling, I think, is a bit higher I think this year with New England, they're they're going to go undergo some changes, and yep. um, even if they bring Brady back, I think they know that they can't rely on the status quo, and I think Winovich is going to be a big part of their defensive line going forward.
0: I do too, and I see so much of, I see so much in him as a Mike Vrabel, a Rob Ninkovich that. Utility type player that can just a jack of all trades. I think once he gets his feet in under him and he learns that system, and Belichick can kind of mold him a little bit. I think he's going to be an absolute star, not only for the Patriots, the NFL, but for IDP as well. So I love that pick. Great pick.
1: Yeah. Who you got next?
0: Uh, we, we gotta get this. Move. I know you're ki- you're killing me because you're taking all my guys. Um. Okay, so at 16, pick 204, I think it is. I'm going to take Drew Tranquil of the Chargers. Um. They desperately need linebacker help, and he was a little bit of a special teams guide to begin with, but I think as the season went on, his play made it hard for them to keep him out of a – bigger role, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, know, you've got Denzel Perryman, you've got whoever these other losers they've had over the years It just hasn't panned out. I think Tranquil is going to step into a starting role. Uh, They're employing this um, three safety, five defensive back group that a lot of teams are looking at or messing with, and I think Tranquil is going to allow them to continue doing that because he's good enough at linebacker, he can swallow up whatever comes his way. Uh with Desmond he's King. Good in coverage, with, too. Yeah, and he's good in coverage. You know, Desmond King, oh help me at the safety. Oh Derwin James. Boy. Yes, Derwin James, my mind went blank. They, they also have, have good
1: Atterley who hasn't even sniffed the surface
0: of Right, and I mean the depth in their secondary and corners is huge. Um Perryman and Tranquil are probably your mm-hmm. linebackers. And I like Tranquil the best. I think he's with the youth, the talent. He's the guy you want. Uh, they build up front with Jerry Tillery and Nick Bosa, or not Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, and you have uh, uh, Ingram. Um, you know who really... else they have, right? Who? <laughs> 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 oh, shit. <laughs> You should have known it was coming. You got me. I wouldn't even expect you got me. That's one for you. I'm putting uh... it on the board. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, you're such a shit. <laughs> uh... Okay, so you're up at 17. Uh,
1: yeah, I am at 205. I'm... I never thought I'd be able to do this. I'm uh-uh. going to snipe you again. Oh, don't six, do it. Six snipe. Uh, Kenny reference for everybody out there. Um, I, I'm gonna go ahead and take out Oliver.
0: Oh, you, oh, you're dirty rotten. Oh, you better be glad this is a family show.
1: Well, you've already cursed like three times, but anyway.
0: You know what, then fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for you to drop an F bomb. One. Anyway, who you got at 206?
1: Ugh. That's no, enough like said it. about Ed Oliver. I think he um, didn't have the greatest rookie season but was pretty steady.
0: You know what? He didn't have the greatest rookie season but you got to put in context he's a defensive tackle. He is. Yeah. That team, Buffalo, does not have any mm-hmm. <laughs> good defensive tackles. Kyle Williams retired. Uh, Starla too late. Phillips is Conqueror. a shell of his former self so Harrison Phillips. Naturally, if you're going to get a stud up front, teams are going to focus on him. And all I've got to say is go. if you don't believe he can't play and he's not going to be a star, go back and watch them play Dallas. Actually, go back and look at my Twitter page. I have it pinned as my top tweet. He just ate up Dak Prescott that whole game. I mean, they had no answer for him. But uh, that's enough on him. I hate you for taking him. But uh, Okay, so I'm up at 18. Ugh, man, I'm going to take. Ooh, I'm going to take Darnell Savage safety for the Green Bay Packers. Um, a lot of people thought he was better than uh, Juan Thornhill, and in the rookie ranks that I accumulated last year, kind of proved that those two were very close. I think they were separated in most leagues by a couple of picks, but uh, Thornhill's definitely better in my opinion. But Savage will be, he'll be a good fit for them. He showed flashes of what he can do. I'd like to see them get some better corners around him, but if they can keep Blake Martinez and they can upgrade that front line I think Savage is going to be a really good player for them for a long time.
1: Yeah, and he's definitely somebody I was targeting. Uh, my yeah. next pick is going to be a guy that uh, started the season late. You, you know him very well. Uh, really made a difference on that defense. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons from your Titans. Oh, I'm going to kill you. Uh, he, he really just impressed um and he was worthy of that first round pick um even coming back off the injury had some big weeks and um i think as a defensive tackle he's gonna get you know with casey and, and those big guys up front he, he definitely will get his opportunities
0: absolutely i mean he a lot of people didn't like tennessee taking him that early
1: because they thought I it was thought a red shirt year and they thought yeah. that Tennessee needed more. I think. Yeah, and with I him that. Playing, I mean, I mean, he only missed like five or six games. So I mean, yeah, I
0: get that. And, uh, and and you know, I was kind of skittish at one point on when he would return. I was hoping they wouldn't rush him back, and they didn't. They you didn't, know, they right. kind of took their time with him. They kind of eased him in. But once he got in the game and got going, he may have been a better fit overall than Oliver was in Buffalo. Uh, just because they had Casey and Harold Landry. Um, So, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. But those two, I I will say this, Oliver and Simmons, if you're playing in leagues that require you to start defensive tackles, I don't know that I bumped those two guys up maybe into my top ten. I I mean, I really mean that. I know you you think that's crazy, but for defensive tackle, for defensive as defensive tackles because I mean you're you're, you're, not,
1: pl- you're not saying top ten overall right?
0: No, just top ten IDPs.
1: Okay, top like I mean I'm. So you're saying we we the took league, them here at in well the you league, took uh, Oliver letter. at
0: seventeen, you took Simmons at nineteen. I would not if you're playing in. Uh, well, I, I'm trying positions. to clarify. Do I'll, you
1: mean top 10 overall as in linebackers and safeties combined?
0: Yes, top 10 overall. Because most of the leagues, like you know, that play position-specific, sacks are usually scored heavy. Um, they use, In some leagues, they have their own set of scoring because they are defensive tackles. And you know this as good as I do, Dan. Finding production... At the interior defensive line, is few and far between. You're not going to find the Chris Jones. You're not going to find the Indomitansus. They don't. They're not as uh, common as your linebackers, your safety. So, hey, I'm not. If, if you want to take them in the top ten, I'm not. If your team needs that, I would not be opposed to taking them in the top ten. I really wouldn't, because I think. So. You, you can't look at what everybody's doing. You have to look at what your team needs. And if these two guys are that good, then you can take them in the top ten, and I would not frown at that. I really wouldn't.
1: So you're saying that – so I can name you ten guys just off the top of my head. Darius Leonard, Bobby Wagner, uh, Landon Collins, Buda Baker. You're talking about ten first. overall. That's IDP. what I was asking you.
0: No, I was talking about rookies. This is what we're doing. So the rookie draft. Oh,
1: okay. I was trying to clarify, and you kind of just were like, "My talking, bad, my bad."
0: Kept talking, my bad. Like that's you what I—that's what I
1: was like. What are you talking about? Like you, my bad. You got me O-ball?
0: fired up. You took two oh, of my guys. You in sticky fingers? I think fired up. So who's the who
1: you taking now that I sniped you? <laughs>
0: All right, so I'm. Yeah, I tweet. think you're just
1: stalling. You just go on these rants to stall, so you can find wow. who you're going to take next.
0: No, no, no. You you do this shit on purpose. You know what you're doing. You're not stupid.
1: Oh, you're right. I'm man. taking good
0: players. Man, at number 20. Ooh.
1: If I wasn't sniping you, I wouldn't be doing my job.
0: i taking true. good players. Very true. Uh, man, that, I think this is where the next big drop-off is. Yeah, um,
1: there's still a few good guys. I think the next five picks is where after that it'll drop
0: off. I think right here, bad as I hate to say this, I think right here I have to go with safety. Corey Willis of the Indianapolis Colts um, had a pretty good rookie season for them. Yeah. Put up some good tackle numbers. Um and they need it. I mean, they have Darius Leonard, who's their superstar. Anthony Walker's okay. They don't have a lot up front. They don't have a lot in the secondary. I know they have uh, Rocky and Sin uh, at corner, and he's really good. But I think overall, I would rather have Kari Willis because I think he's going to play. You know, I have a money Hooker, or not a money Hooker, but um, uh, what's his name? Help me, Dan. Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker at safety, but can he stay healthy? That's been a big question with him all the way back to his days at Ohio State. I think Kari Willis gives him a little more stability at that spot. And uh, in fantasy, that's one of the bigger scoring positions. So I'm going to take him at number 20.
1: Yeah, I think he covered more for uh, Gather's than he did Hooker. but
0: He did. Yeah, he did. Obviously. But, I mean, even still with Gather's and Hooker's ability to, inability to stay on the field. I think yeah. just having him there was a big plus for them.
1: I had to play Kyrie Willis in a few leagues. Uh, I did, too. Out, out of necessity. Um, the, the next, I mean, like I said, there's a few good guys here that I, I could pick, and it, I'm looking at three linebackers that I could take, and any one of them I think would be okay. Um, I'm going to go with Helani Tavai just because i feel like his playing time will tick up this coming year um he wasn't overly impressive i mean he he was i mean he did put up some points i think mainly because um uh, they hate gerard davis so much in detroit that <laughs> they stuck yeah. to buy out there i think Tavai will get some more playing time this year and I think out of the guys that are left, I think a lot of them could have opportunities this coming year, but it's hard to really pinpoint where they're going to get these opportunities from. So you got ten. ten?
0: Oh, man. Let's see. All right. I'm going to take, ooh, I don't know. I almost started to take him. Uh... You know what? I'm going to come back with a guy that didn't receive a lot of playing time early on. He's a guy you're going to love, uh, but he did get some love down the stretch. I'm going to go with cornerback Julian Love for the Giants.
1: I heard the the word love
0: four times. I was expecting it.
1: (laughs) He played safety towards the end of the
0: season. He actually did. He's listed as a corner on MFL, which is a huge bonus. He
1: was in a lot of my starting lineups in the last few I mean, he
0: scored quite a bit down the stretch for the Giants. Uh, I I think they had some injuries and some miscues. But looking, starting back from the last week of the season, eight tackles, seven tackles, five tackles, seven tackles, seven tackles. tackles. So in the last five games of the season, he was a tackling machine for them. Uh, Had some uh, three-pass breakups, a forced fumble, an interception – He was a playmaker, and I think it was one of those situations where they knew the season was bad. They kind of wanted to see what they had in their young guys. They put him on the field, and he didn't disappoint. I expect him in 2020 to have a bigger role and maybe even a starting opportunity. He may be the starting corner or opposite of DeAndre Baker. He may even be a safety Um, But I like him. I think he's going to get a bigger role with the Giants in 2020 and definitely somebody you should be looking at.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on what uh, the Giants do in the draft, what the Giants do in free agency as far as bringing the guy in. Do they bring corners in or safeties in? And that will determine where he plays. I think he definitely plays. Um, Right. Just where he plays is probably going to be dependent on what they take in the draft. Uh, my last guy Bro. I'm going to take was also from the New York football Giants, a guy who got hurt early on, Ryan Connolly. Um,
0: oh, I started taking him.
1: When he played, he put up a ton of points. Um, it's just he got hurt. and um, The Giants are looking to move on from Alec Ogletree more than likely. And where what do they have besides Connolly, uh, Lorenzo Carter, uh, Marcus Golden? Is more of a pass rusher than a linebacker, so I think if Connolly can can lock down the inside and stay healthy, he could be a big point producer. I do too. And who's your last pick, Mister Irrelevant, in our draft
0: here? <laughs> Make it a good one. Okay, so my last pick, yeah. uh, man, we're getting down here where I don't like to be. <laughs> Um, there's two guys I I also considered taking I think oh oh, man this is tough it really is tough I think I'm going to take
1: you know they aren't going to have to be on your team right this is just an extra. No, space.
0: I do know that. I'm I'm just kind of trying to decide here. I think I, I'm going to go with Jermaine Pratt, linebacker for Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, they're kind of Cincinnati. good. They're kind of going into a youth movement. Uh he played a little bit more and more down the stretch. Uh had some good games. Uh they're going to have to put some more pieces around him. They have some aging guys up front, while they have some stars. Uh, I mean, he had some really good games. If you look starting at week 12, he had 8, 5, 8, 9, 12, and 5 Yeah. as far as tackles go. I mean, he really produced down the stretch. Uh, I think he can be a piece they can kind of build around. I don't know that he's a superstar, but he swallows everything up that comes his way. And that's really what you're looking for in an inside linebacker. And if you play fantasy, that's exactly what you're looking for. So uh, I'll take – Pred at number or whatever pick we're on here, last one of the second round is the last pick. Yeah, yeah. So
1: some other notables that we did not mention, uh, Bobby Okariki is I think a guy that you could have taken in one of these last few picks. Uh, About yeah. Trayvon Mullen from a corner from the Raiders, I think is a guy you could have possibly taken as well. Um, I think both of those guys would be worthy of a pick. Um and there's a few other guys i mean sam mcguavin was a, a big love child but do you really think he's he's an answer at I miami i don't think he is he Did Whale
0: well, had a good rookie year but i don't think he had a very is.
1: inconsistent rookie year he had some yeah. uh, some some boom weeks some bust weeks uh and you didn't hear from him. chauncey gardner johnson's an interesting case i think he moves to corner on mfl this year because that's kind of where he played most of his year uh so he's not a guy i was really targeting but somebody you could have picked um christian wilkins i think is a guy you could have picked um mike edwards safety from tampa had some good weeks blake cashman um the problem with blake cashman i think is going to be that avery williamson and cj mosley come back from injury
0: yeah where where does he fit i really like cashman but you're right those two it's almost like I think they red-shirted last year and they basically did with the injuries but I think once you get those two back Cashman probably falls to the wayside. Yeah. Um he may be a future piece. I wouldn't really drop him because you never know what's going to happen drop any of
1: these guys, but yeah.
0: No, so. I wouldn't drop him but you know, he it's funny you mention him. Do you know of a rookie that had a better season than he did or as good a season as he did and is going to basically be insignificant for 2020 because, like you said, they get Avery Williamson and C.J. Mosley. Both are two premium tackler players that just basically made him irrelevant for 2020, in my opinion.
1: Depends on free agency, I think. But uh, let's take a look at the... So before we go, let's take a look at the what we what we did as a a group uh, back in March. I think it was April eighth. Actually, was I think the last edit we made but right before the draft. Uh, the number one pick was Devin White. Two was Nick Bosa. Uh, three was Ed Oliver. So Ed Oliver dropped a ton. <laughs> Quinn Williams was not even taken in this exercise. Was fourth by you by by the way um fifth was brian burns uh so burns dropped a little bit Devin bush vaulted up from six uh josh allen uh rashawn gary who i don't want on any of my teams um was an eighth pick night you pick know was Mac i Wilson actually own him
0: me. in a few leagues why He's not going to do anything. Because I think he's going to be – He's not. They have Smith and Smith right now. He's done. And I'm not crazy and wasn't crazy about where Gary landed in Green Bay because of their 3-4 system. But he showed a few flashes. I think they can bring him along. I think he'll be a decent piece for them. So I'm I'm not completely done with him just yet. But I don't have him on any team. He's a fringe player
1: for me. I don't have them on any teams. Well, you suck. Uh, I'm smart. I've That's taught you all. nothing. I'm smart. Oh, do take you're it. You're smart. Mac Wilson was nine. I are took him ca- at nine. Are you
0: calling me down? Can
1: I just get through this? Jesus Christ! I took yeah, Mac Wilson can. at nine, um, figuring the Alabama linebacker would do well. So he, he turned around. Uh, Claylen Farrell was ten. Amani Hooker was eleven. Yeah. We didn't mention him. Nasir Adderley was 12. <laughs> we didn't mention him, although that's mostly due to injury, I nope. think. Uh, Ja'Kai yep. Polite, I don't even think is in the league anymore, uh, was the second-round pick. I took Montez Sweat at two oh two, so that wasn't a bad pick. Uh, ben Burke-Hurvin went third in the second round. Ooh. I think he expected him to go a lot higher. Uh, Khalil Hodge went at 2.04. Oh,
0: <laughs> man.
1: Terrell Hanks went at 205. Jeff Allison went at 206. Guess who made those Hodge and Allison picks? And (laughs) the guys didn't even make a roster. You did.
0: I hate you. I hate Uh, you.
1: Jalen Ferguson was the next pick. And he's in the league and and doing okay. Um, Taylor Rapp was at eight in the second round. Chauncey Gardner Johnson was at nine in the second round. Uh, Joe Giles Harris was at ten, Cameron Smith was at eleven, and Juan Thornhill was at twelve. So yeah, mm. that was the pre-draft before we knew where these guys fell. Uh, Max Crosby, by the way, was taken at three twelve in that pick. Uh, once we knew where they landed, here's be how the they... biggest
0: roster of the whole draft. Yeah, well, three
1: point twelve. Uh, IDP John did, right. did a nice job of uh, snagging him before he landed on the Raiders. Um, but anyway, right. the post-draft mock that we did, Nick Bosa went 1, Bush 2, White 3, Oliver 4, Quentin Williams 5, Josh Allen 6, Brian Burns 7. Uh, we forgot about somebody that I think we're going to want to remember, and I think we're looking at numbers, uh, Jonathan Abram.
0: Oh yes! Oh I yes!
1: Think, I think I, wow, I mean, it's amazing how you forget this stuff. I think I would have taken him.
0: Oh, I would have probably taken him.
1: Probably over Mac Wilson. I would. I would have taken him late first, probably. Uh, but anyway, Montez. Switner's I would have took. You know, I
0: took. Kind of matching up here. You know, I took Taylor Rapp at six. You took One Thornhill at seven. I think I put Abram just between those two. I think I take Abram just ahead of Thornhill right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Anyway, Burns was seven. Abram was eight. Sweat was nine. Gary was 10. Farrell was 11. Thornhill was 12. uh, Savage was one in the second round. Wilkins was two in the second round. Pratt third. Winovich fourth, which is pretty much where he went uh pretty accurate uh helani tavai went fifth okariki went six jeffrey simmons went seventh which is exactly where i took him uh blake cashman went eight Mar- <laughs> marquise blair went nine and i would still take him in the third round i think if we continued this greedy williams went 10 sion Taki Taki went 11 and zach allen went 12 to the cardinals and he didn't do much this year i think he got hurt but uh just an interesting exercise to see where we differed you know postseason and preseason and pre-draft uh so if if you see somebody doing one of these pre-draft drafts um take it for with a grain of salt right because it's always
0: great to look back a year later and and you could end up with is. some
1: terrible guys. Uh, yeah, some terrible can. picks if you uh, drafted now. So, Anyways. Um, that's about going to do it for this show. Uh, we are going to come back here. We are taping the Dig It podcast here in a couple minutes. Um, Got a couple
0: quick questions uh, if you want to do them real quick.
1: Hurry up. You're talking about me Okay. I
0: know, I know. Go for Uh, it. Rapid fire. Wicked Wicker from Reddit, he wants you to rank these safeties. He's going to keep two. The scoring is touchdown six. Three-quarters of a point for assist, One and a half for solos. Sacks are four. Interceptions are six. Forced fumbles. Fumble recoveries are four. Safeties are ten. Tackles for a loss, two and a half. Pass breakups one and a half. Eric Reed, John Johnson, Sean Williams, Tracy Walker, and Keanu Neal. Rank those five, and he's probably going to keep two. Rank them. Yeah. Uh,
1: I would probably put John Johnson at one.
0: Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> this is where it gets tough. I think it John is. Johnson's
1: one. He's coming back from injury. I'm not that worried about that injury. Right. I almost go Eric Reed too. Ooh, wow. Wow. And I think I put Neil third.
0: Oh, wow. You you're completely different from what I answered. Wow. I put um it was Williams and Walker. Yeah, Sean Williams, Tracy Walker, Keanu Neal. Yeah. He's I'd
1: go John Johnson. I got to go Eric Reed too. He looked solid last year. Wow, he was one of the top safeties in the league last year. He was. Um, Keanu Neal, I just don't think you can depend on. He's right. had two season-ending injuries early in the season. I've, I got to knock him down because his durability. You know, we we said earlier in the podcast, availability is your best ability.
0: Exactly right. I agree with you on Neal. I do. Um,
1: Williams, I put at four. Ooh. I, Ooh. I I can't put him ahead of Neil because Neil still has the potential if he's on the field and healthy to be
0: better than Williams. I'm I'm, I'm against you on that. So that means you got Walker at five. I had my I response was Johnson at one. I agree with you on that. I'm not worried about his injury, but I went Sean Williams at two because he's produced even with. Um, Jesse Bates there he's produced Keanu Neal I love the guy has all the potential in the world but he can't stay healthy Um, you know I went Eric Reed at three Keanu Neal because he is good at four and then I went Tracy Walker at five wow I'm kind of surprised you put Sean Williams so far down
1: Reed has had such a good season and I can't put I can't drop Neal that much Williams has been good and pretty consistent the past. couple Keanu
0: years. Neal is the Sean Lee of safeties. I wouldn't go that far. Yes, he is. He's been hurt. He not two that. of the last three years, dude. Come on, bull, bull. You know better. You know better. I'll fight why, you. On you know better. Well, if
1: you're only keeping two, then that's two I'd keep: Eric Reed and John Johnson.
0: If I'm keeping two, I'm keeping John Johnson and Sean Williams. I don't know that Reed will reproduce. What he did a year ago,
1: I think it will be okay. I think he's he's found a, a team that wants him around. And I, I, I be, see that. I, think, I get it,
0: but I want I want to see another year
1: of it. Luke Kuechly's no longer there, stealing tackles. So,
0: very true. Very true.
1: Depends on what they do in free agency in the draft, but I mean, you could very well see Reed have a better season next year without Luke Kuechly. Okay. okay. I, I want to see that if he
0: tackles. can give me. If Eric Reed can give me just a good a season or better this year, then I'm in. But I want to see it. I I can't deal with just a one-year thing.
1: Well, he was good in Carolina the second. Now, now hold on. The second half of the year in Carolina that he played, when he signed on halfway through the year, he had a solid second half of the season, considering he's coming off the street. True. I'll I'll give you that.
0: I'll give you that. I'll Had give it not that.
1: been for the the protest stuff keeping him from being on the field, you know, with
0: teams kind of here's my thing, pseudo blackballing him
1: there. I mean, he would have probably played a full season that year,
0: right? I, I, and I'll give you that. But here's my thing: we both agree on John Johnson as the top safety. Uh, yeah. Actor. Sean Williams, Eric Reed. You make valid points for Eric Reed. I get it. Now that I listen to you, I get it. But Sean Williams is doing what he does and being a top 10 safety with another top 10 safety right beside him and Jesse Bates. When you can do that and have somebody just as good as you playing beside of you, that's hard to beat. We talked about safety duos. Cincinnati may have one of the best safety duos in the league with Williams and Jesse Bates.
1: They do. I'm not saying that he's not any good. I just would rather have the other guys ahead of him. So, last I season.
0: We'll agree to disagree. I'll take Wiggins, you take Reed.
1: <laughs> last season, scoring, pretty balanced scoring, not maybe the same. Sean Williams was the 12th safety. Okay. And Eric Reed was the second safety overall. Okay. And in, in this league that I'm looking at, I mean, in one of the other leagues, Eric Reed was number one. Um, Jesse Bates was 7. I mean, I'm not saying that I... Tracy Walker was actually 11th. Oh, wow. And he missed two games, so I don't know. that. Sean Williams w- was consistent. Was he, he great? Was. He, not really, he was consistent.
0: Not great, but you knew what you got with him. Yes. You could trust him. You could depend on him.
1: Got it. Any other questions?
0: Uh, One more, real quick. Uh, Marshy92 from Reddit, he's new to IDP. He wants an IDP trade value check. Uh, His league starts two D-line, three linebackers, two defensive backs, three flexes. Scoring is two per tackle, six per interception, six per sack, three per half sack. He wants to know the trade value of Bud Dupree and Cole Holcomb as far as picks. And looking at his post here on Reddit, the the owner is wanting both, the guy that's wanting these wants both of them. He's asking, not the guy that's wanting them, but the owner of these, Marshy, he's wondering if he can get a third for each of them, which would basically be two thirds for Dupree and Holcomb. Does he take it? I think he does. I like Holcomb better than most people. Um, I just don't know that you're going to get more than a third for him. And if you can get a third for Bud Dupree, I think you jump on it all day. Right?
1: Yeah, I'd take your thirds. third yeah, So five.
0: if you can get two thirds, yeah, I definitely think you take those. Um, I would
1: almost even say maybe if you could get a second and a fourth, that would be. Oh, if be you better.
0: can get a second and a fourth, jump on it. But a I don't know that. Sec-
1: I mean, it would be a late second, probably.
0: Yeah, I don't but, know that anybody's going to give you a second. So two thirds, I think, is fair. Yeah, I think if you can get the two thirds, I agree. That's. That's more than fair, because I, mean, I think you rookie, can turn those into something. You're talking rookie picks. So. Right,
1: right. And the one thing about this draft class, from what uh, I'm seeing on the offensive side of the ball, you pretty much got all offense probably going first round.
0: Because, mm, uh, I, yes. I mean, well,
1: I don't know that Isaiah Simmons, I mean, Chase Young might sneak up in the the bottom half of the first round.
0: Those like two are going to be your probable...
1: Isaiah Simmons and uh, to me, McKinney looks really good. Uh,
0: those are the three. McKinney, McKinney Simmons, yeah, and a Young a would be the three that we go in the first round, maybe. After that, you I think you're looking at later rounds, but definitely those three are candidates. Yeah.
1: Looking at the exercise we just did... I'm I'm not gonna bump any D tackles too high in my drafts. No, not this year, no. I mean Kinlaw a... is good. I haven't watched it. Kinlaw's good, Derek
0: Brown's good, but I don't think they are Jeffrey Simmons, Ed Oliver. I don't know that they're even uh Yeah, but we're looking at Williams. those
1: guys even you know, we're looking seventeenth before we even took a defensive tackle. Right. Postseason. So I think Looking at it in hindsight, you know, I think two-thirds is fair. I think if those two-thirds, you end up with the guys that go late first. You might even end up with, like, a. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say who's going to be there. I would say you'd end up with some pretty good players, though. I mean, you could end up with Delpit, I think, even, maybe. I think Delpit's name is going to drive his stock up, though, because we've been talking about Delpit for years. We
0: have, but you and me both are in huge agreement. This tackling issue he has could hurt him. It could hurt him a lot.
1: I think McKinney's... For me,
0: it does. I mean, if I'm an NFL owner or coach or scout or whatever, yeah, Delpit is a great player, can do a lot, but for me... That inability or want to tackle, that's huge for me. I just can't get past that.
1: All right. Anyway, we got to go. Man, we're out of time. See you later. Uh, but anyway, we uh, thank you for the right. questions. We'll get some more questions. We will probably not do this doubleheader recording again, so we'll be able to take some more time <laughs> with questions. Um, right. we're, we're cutting into uh, the, the dig time here. <laughs> that we got going on. so Can you dig it? But uh, if you want some IDP Nation swag, you can go to myfantasyfootballshirt.com, and you can find your IDP Nation stuff there. I'm going to have to get me an IDP Nation coffee mug here.
0: You know what? I might have to get one as well yeah. myself, uh, uh, and I might have to get a, uh, a T-shirt. Yes. Cause, uh, Valentine's to- Day
1: is over, but you know what's coming up? Easter.
0: Easter, yes. The, the Easter, Easter bunny, bunny can bring will you. will bring you a t shirt. IDP or Nation T shirts
1: for all the little good boys and girls out there.
0: <laughs> oh shoot.
1: But anyway, uh I'm guessing my Battlehawks uh held on for their
0: cover. Uh I think so, yes. Alrighty. Last I seen they did, so Woohoo! I think they was like four minutes, they were down four, I think it was, so I think you're I think you're okay
1: think i'm safe all right all right all right all
0: right i love those redheads man what are you talking about (laughs) you said all right all right all right do you not know that movie (laughs) i do okay Uh, he he says i love those redheads i thought he was
1: talking about whatever
0: anyways you don't even know talking about dazed and confused man you are dazed
1: and confused that's for sure
0: Matthew Uh, mcconaughey says i love those redheads
1: My Dragons came
0: came away with the win. (laughs) Go, Dragons. Uh, My Guardians lost. Go, Uh, Hawks. They got their ass kicked. I know. DC Uh, looks legit good. uh, DC sucks. XFL talk next. We're out. Good. Titans up. Go Vols. Vol Nation.